Welcome back to Portsmouth Zodiac, an Overarms Tabletop RPG podcast. I'm the GM, John, aka Corinne's Bacon. Our players are Julian, playing Florence, Ash, playing Colton, and Matt, playing Monstrance. Now, let's begin the episode. Yeah, uh, a day or so, um, yeah, back with uh, Florence. You can see the uh, storm clouds rolling in from the ocean uh, from your uh, hospital room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Westerman is with you. He uh, he has his your uh, chart with him. And he says, well, for the most part, it by some miracle appears that you've completely recovered. We sound happy about that. We would appreciate it if you could stay for us to study this phenomenon uh, to some degree. Your friend uh, decided against the study, and she took her original discharge date. We would appreciate it if you would consider staying for observation. Well... I mean, what would you observe? I'm already healed. Yeah. Cat nods a bit and says, uh, you know, the regular uh, blood and tissue samples, probably biopsy some muscle or bone marrow. That sounds horrible. I'm going home. He nods and says that is what your friend said as well. She's very smart. He will uh, hand you your uh, your little discharge paper. Um, and uh, he, he'll just kind of stand there for a moment and then just turn to leave. Uh, like like I said, terrible bedside manner. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Has he reacted in any way to... Um... Moonlight Prestige. Uh, has Moonlight Prestige been summoned the whole time, or has Florence been dismissing him when people come in? Uh, I think that it, it's kind of been an on and off thing. Like he doesn't, um, he doesn't uh, think most people can see Moonlight Prestige, so he's not super strict about it. But he. Uh, he tries to not keep Moonlight Prestige out all of the time. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I will let you decide if Moonlight Prestige has been out when the doctor's been in the room. You can give me a int check to see if uh, you notice him noticing him. Uh, yeah, let me do an int check real quick. Oh, first roll of the day. Oh, first roll of the year. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's New Year's, by the way. Hello. Well, not New Year's. That's a two. Yeah, you have... You were probably on morphine at the time. Yeah. You, you, that sounds accurate. But, yeah, so Dr. Westerman turns to leave, and uh, as he passes by your pile of stuff, he kind of looks down and uh, turns back at you and says, it looks like you have a text message. And... Again, just turns and leaves like a robot freakazoid. Florence is like, hey, could you hand me the... Oh, okay. (laughs) 
So he goes over to his phone and uh, looks at it. So yeah, the text is from a unknown number. It says in yeah, like it takes you a minute to decipher it because it seems like the person might have been typing fast and autocorrect just went mad with power. Mm-hmm. But from you can decipher, it says something along the lines of plans to burn down the mall in a couple days. When was this sent? Uh, it seems to have been sent earlier today. Uh, I'm going to um, forward it to Colton and Monstrance and start being like, I just got this text message. Can you take a Does it seem like it's from Zach? Um, actually, yeah, I think you did receive a text from Zach earlier. Yeah, give me a... You can go ahead and give me a int check. Because two. two. Oh boy, uh, pretty the, good for me. Pretty good. You, you got fifty percent. Um, it could be, but from the looks of it, autocorrect just took a bat to this text message. So it, it's kind of hard to discern who who sent it. I will ask Florence if he wants to check it out. Well, uh, it seems like the mall's going to get burned out if we don't. I mean, I. Here's the thing, um, and Colton is probably like on the way to pick Florence up as well since he's being discharged. Mm-hmm. We can just send this to, um, you know, one of the one of the police officers if you'd like to not do anything stupid and dangerous. Mm. That is true, but will the police be able to do anything against our particular? brand of excitement. Officer Bradley uh, has his own thing. It's like a crab. Ah, a I see. Ship Captain hat. <laughs> I, uh, that's such a shame. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll show it to you if you show him your, you know what? Mm. <laughs> Let's not phrase it that way. Um, Florence just like responds with a skull emoji. Uh, I, I will say for memory's sake that the door you guys found that seemed to lead to Obi's location was in fact in the mall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yes, okay. I, I do recall that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to, to make sure people remembered. Okay. Look, I think um, this might be our only chance to get to Mirage in the place that we need to be. Yes, and the only concern with that would be the storm. Yeah. Uh, we. Mm. Well, Shauna just said that it was like it messes with Mirage. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say how. She did not. I don't particularly want to bother her right now either. I think she's had enough of us. Yeah, um... Florence was like texting, like like uh, scrolling for her contact, and then he gets that text, and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's probably for the best." Um, if you don't want to go, and I don't think Monstrance wants to go, because he doesn't like they don't like storms, mm-hmm. I will go. Well, we can't have you go alone. 
I can't have my friends being shot again. Well, I can't have you being shot. Out of the three of us, which one of us hasn't been shot? <laughs> Listen. I'll go with you. And if if Monstrance... Uh, if Monstrance wants to sit this one out, I would understand. Uh, I wish we could get them someone to stay with if they're having a negative reaction to the storm. They can stay with Mark if they really don't want to come. Um, at this point, would Monstrance have come with me to pick up Florence? Yeah. I mean, they would stick stick around with you. At this point, I will look up and go, so um, it wasn't, Florence wasn't with us when we went, uh, not Florence, Monstrance wasn't with us when we went originally, was, were they? It was, um, it was Tammy. Yes, yes. Tammy was the one who originally went with you guys to, uh, Pete's Primate Palace. So, um, this is speaking to Monstrance right now. So the thing we're, we're looking into is some people who went missing, right? Um, we know how to get there into Mirage but Florence has just been told that someone's either going to commit arson or the building's going to be, like, contractually destroyed. So if we're going, we, we need to go now. But there is the storm on the way, and we don't know how that's going to affect Mirage other than it affects Mirage. And I'm going, and... Florence has said that he's going, despite me telling him not to, so if you don't want to come, that is okay. You can stay with Mark, so that Mark? you're not alone. Uh, my, my cousin? You know Mark. He's, you, you, he's a handyman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Mark wouldn't mind? No, honestly, I think he'd be thrilled to have the company. I know, but I'm strange company. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he really uh, notices things like that. The man wore his pants backwards with the underwear outside for like two days straight, so. Oh, so he's strange company too. Uh, not strange. Well, he's fairly, uh, maybe just um, oblivious. Oh. And and they, they think about it a second and they say, well, Maybe I can be on standby if you get in trouble. If I don't get a call from you around, they look at their clock to be like, how about after whatever time you're heading over there, every every hour and a half you check in, and if I don't hear from you, I come to help. I don't think we can send messages outside of Mirage, though. Oh, that's right. And they say, well, I can hold down the fort and, and see if there's anything happening on this side while you go see the other side. That could work. It's up to you. If I, I don't want to put you in a situation where you could be in danger or a situation where you'll be, you know, anxious because of what's going on around you. Well, they think really, really hard about this, but... What if you're in danger and I'm not there to help you? I 
I do appreciate that, but I am fairly durable. You know, you get kicked in the head by a cow the amount of times that I have, and you start to develop a pretty thick skull. And what about Florence? And they're going to look over at Florence and be like, why why don't you stay? You just got out. I don't want to go back in. To uh, as, so Florence whatever. Uh, is picked up. Yeah, I imagine at this point we would have been like walking through the hospital as we were talking to grab. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll I'll totally let you guys have made it there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I thought I thought Florence is already in the room with us. No, we'd been texting. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm sorry. I thought we were in person for some reason. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, texting. There'll be party face emoji. Um, so like you, Monstrance and Colton were talking. Yes, because yes. we were in the car together and we were walking to pick up Florence, but Colton and Florence had been texting. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, I know what Monstrance is going to say. Monstrance is going to look at Colton and be like, "You want Florence to stay? Yes." Yeah, I don't want him to get hurt either. I don't want either okay. of you to get hurt. Okay, give me a second. And they're going to f- take out their flip phone and flip it open. And they start, like, they start uh, quickly texting on the little big keys and send it to Florence. And basically it says, if you don't come home with me, I'm taking your rock back to the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. I stole it. I can put it back where it was. That's not very nice. But you're not being very nice to yourself. Well, I'm not going to leave our friend alone to walk into danger by himself. Well, if he wants to go alone, he can go alone. But you're in no condition to go, and I won't be any help if I'm too scared. Uh, he texts uh, Colton you win this round I did not realize that this was going to be a best of Florence <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you just get a little smiley face uh, emoji after you agree to stay <laughs> Monster just closes his flip phone and put it back, puts it back in his in their pocket. <laughs> I'll turn this rock around, so help me God. <laughs> Listen, I will go scope it out, and then if things seem out of hand, I will ask for help if I need it. Okay. Also, mechanics question. Do we have our yes. level two anima powers right now? You do. Since uh since we've kind of hit a little uh a little pause point with the uh, with everyone's conversations, we can go through uh your guys's level two anima powers, because I gave you guys a level up after everyone being shot. Do we want to go through them or do we want to reveal them naturally through the story? You know, I will leave that up to you guys. 
Hmm. So we're level four? Yes. So you have your human level up, your anima level up, and your anima level two power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to get back to the roll 20 page, if that's what we're looking at. If you go to your roll 20 profile, you'll see the list of games you're in, and just click on launch game for Portsmouth Zodiac. Oh, okay. Thank you. I am... Yeah, no problem. I've been up far too long today. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Okay, we golden. Oh boy. Okay, so I think that I'm missing a the anima level up. Maybe I I, I do have... remember that we had to do some shenanery because some some issues happened last time. Yeah, I have a D twelve, a D ten. D8, D6, and D4. So I should be able to... Yeah, you should... They should, should be able to level up something, same. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should have doubles somewhere. Hmm. Okay, so I'll level up my points and anima points. Um, if you've been doing that, uh, all you have to do is write down whatever you have for your level 2 ability. I believe you should, everyone should be up to date stat wise. There's two 12s. Uh, there's two sixes. Okay, so yeah, Monstrance is leveled correctly. Okay. I added uh, uh, my, I upgraded my AP. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going to update my. Yeah, all you need to do is... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your ability updated. Uh, yes. All right. And... Ash, you have been on the ball, so I'm assuming... Yep, looks like you are also up to date. Yep. Oh, boy. Okay. So we got that sorted. So the plan is for Monstrance and Florence to go chill at Florence's house while... Uh, Colton investigates uh, the mall. So far, that's what Colton thinks the plan is. I don't know what Florence and Monstrance think the pla are planning on doing. Yeah, that's that's uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just kicking up their feet at home. All right. So if that is a plan everyone has agreed on, we can uh, we can follow Colton uh, to the mall. Assuming that. Um... Mark's probably got like a high vis vest. Oh in yeah, in the back of his truck. Yeah. Oh, he has chucking, so many. Chucking that on, finding a clipboard somewhere. Yeah, no, nobody questions you at all. No, just strolling straight in, going straight to Pete's primates place. Palace yeah, like pizza. <laughs> Pete's primate palace. So yeah, the uh. Yeah, even the security guard doesn't really look at you twice. But honestly, he's really the only person you uh, you see here. Um, it seems like the people in the food court either have the day off or have decided, screw it, we're all going to go on break. They all got the text message saying that it was going to be burnt down. <laughs> oh, that would be considerate of an arsonist. Uh, but yeah, you... Yeah, you make it to a Pete's pretty easily. Uh, it does not look like the 
lock for the shutters has been re-engaged since you guys uh, have been last here, so it it is no effort at all to like slip in there. Nope. And again, the the security guards barely looked at you twice, so you're pretty certain that he's just assuming that you're here legit. Yeah, I so, am here legit. Yeah. So what what are you doing? I remember where that um the thing was where I used Topaz Cowboy as a dowsing rod, right? Yes, it was the manager's office in the back, in okay. the uh, employees only area. That was locked. Uh, nope. The door was wide open, but the door seemed to be the way to where uh uh Obi is. So similar how Shauna's front door is also the door to Mirage. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, you you guys just didn't have the uh the proper key. They now I I yeah, so they have the umbrella, which means they can get through any door. Uh they can get through Shauna's door at least. Okay. We need keys to get back, don't we? Uh, give me a... Hmm. Okay. So, does Colton have the Cryptonomicon, the book that Shauna gave you guys? Uh, who did we get? I think so. Okay, if Colton has that, I can answer that for you. If he doesn't, I'm going to need you to roll an intelligence. I don't remember who took it is the problem. I think Colton mm. might have because he wanted something like, like that. Like He was the one who asked. Okay. So, yeah. we. Okay, thinking back on it, I think Colton did take it. Yeah. Okay, uh, cool. So, yeah, like... Like, you kind of have that thought, so you pull out uh, the Cryptonomicon and flip through its its pages. They feel brittle, but, like, they they don't seem to take to be damaged whenever you're moving them. So it just kind of feels like a really old book. Makes sense. Yeah, so you go through uh, a handful of pages. You see some animus that you've seen every now and then. You pass by some stuff that's, like, Mirage information, and you eventually get to a couple of pages about the marble and gold doors. As you're reading, it says that the doors are attuned to certain magic items of, uh, like, of a type. The author of the book suspects that perhaps if you have a similar type of Mirage artifact, you can get into a previously locked door, but you'll need information on both the Earth and the Mirage side of things to figure out what kind of artifact you would need. And even then, the artifacts might not make sense on a rational level. It might be like, oh, the humidity is high here, so a, a teacup is the artifact that will unlock this door. Or stuff like that. You see in some margins 
what seems to be Shauna's handwriting being uh, umbrella works on my door, potentially rain close to coast. Who knows? Not a scientist. Well, let's see. I have a silly, silly sort of comet hammer that does fun stuff. And I'm in a kid's playhouse. <laughs> so before Colt, Colton is being careful now. Um, I don't think he was necessarily being careful in previous situations, but he's being careful now. So he's going to try to open the door first using the wallet comet because he couldn't find any information about leaving Mirage and whether or not you need a key for that. Okay. We will say you will go ahead and give me a... Definitely a power check. Uh-huh. Because you'll be using... Or your anima ability. Yep. I'm just looking at your various stats to see if there's any human. Um, you know what? Why not? We'll throw uh, we'll throw Dex in on this because you're trying to be careful. Okay. And this uses a AP. Yep. Does it technically use two? Because I have to summon him, or is it just? One? Uh, you're using the uh the hammer, so it's kind of your channeling. Yeah, uh, the hammer's ability. Ninety. Oh, jeez. I think that's max on both. Ooh. Um, oh, that's very nearly max on both. Yeah, that is three shy of being a a crit. Yeah. So you you grab the uh you grab the door and. You activate the wall of comet. Forces his way through into Mirage. Yeah, you are you are holding the doorknob, and you know that you can change whatever direction is down for you with this hammer. So you're like, what if I change it to what if I change the direction of down to Mirage? And you see the door crack from like the uh, the doorknob out. It is just starting to crack, but it's not like the physical door is cracking, but like the space between you and the door is. Okay, and so I am literally brute forcing this. Yeah, you you are brute forcing your way into Mirage. <laughs> uh, you do use the key, but no. Uh, well, the key was also a one shot. Yeah, that was that. Like yeah. that's the thing. I'm gonna save that for an emergency. Okay, so when the cracks reach out from the door handle all the way to the door frame the image of this flimsy like aluminum management door changes to a ivory and golden door and it just kind of buckles it dents inward the corners kind of curl in and then it just flies open into the room do i need to dodge it uh no like it, it's it's flying open away from you. Okay, cool. And uh, you kind of catch yourself on the doorframe before you just go tumbling headfirst into this unknown area. And looking through the door, you now see the foyer of a very fancy manor. Oh. 
looking, I mean, I've got the hammer with me. Looking around, do I see anything else that could potentially be used as a weapon on um, the earth side of the door? On the earth side of the door, there's, you know, there's debris. There's uh, definitely some pipes that you could rip out of a, a wall if you wanted to. Like, they're not in there very very hard. There's some chairs, but I'm overall... <laughs> Okay, yeah, you just yank this pipe out of the wall. It is no problem. Cool. Um, but like when you do leave the door frame to go get this pipe, like it is a bit vertigo inducing because the hammer is trying to drag you to the door. Yeah, so I'll grab it and then I will. Yeah. Go through. Okay, so. Yeah, you uh you go through. You uh you do a, a bit of a tumble as now that the hammer is taking you to the direction you wanted it to, it gravity reverses to normal. And you immediately get this spike of anxiety that you recognize as being from Topaz Cowboy, from wherever he is inside of your your spirit soul psyche. Okay don't like that and uh yeah you're looking around this manor and i will go ahead and pull up this map just ignore the fact that florence and monstrance are there oh real quick before can i send them a text saying opened door going through yeah sure thumbs so, up emoji <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you two get this text so uh, obviously they're kind of sitting together and uh, Florence just responds with, okay, keep us uh, posted when you can. And I, I don't think there'd be anything back. Yeah. Great. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoops. Uh, whoops at... Until I realized that I was muted. Oh, um, no. Like at the little... With uh, that text in a monstrous going to be curious to be like, was that him? Like, who is that? <laughs> Did he Monster make it? Like, to learn how to save. Uh, uh, and I'm sure Florence would let him know. That's all I was really going to say. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. So, yeah, as Colton uh, looks around this, uh, uh, manners, uh, foyer, 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 like, foyer, yeah. Stupid words. English. So yeah, we'll, we'll just remove these chuckleheads. I think technically foyer is French, so we can blame the French. I always blame the French. I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> um, fun fact: Arkansas has an S at the end because of the French. Um, yeah, that tracks. So yeah, as as you tumble into this uh manner. You see a large door over to your left, two average doors to your right, and a staircase uh, at the other end of the building that goes upstairs. And on the landing of the staircase, there is a large door that has some like cartoonish locks on some chains. Like the, the door is very sealed shut. Well, that seems suspicious. I'm going to go and bust the lock. Okay. So, yeah, as uh, as you take a few steps forward into the uh, the manor, you hear, uh... Oh, so who's this we got here? 
You're not one of our regulars? Do I see where this is coming from? Yes. As you look around, you see above the uh, incredibly sketchy door, there is what appears to be like, like you know those little uh, monkeys with the symbols? Oh, 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 that's nightmare fuel. Yeah, you see one of those just kind of mounted to the wall. Like, it looks like it's carved out of wood. It is mounted on the wall and is just looking at you. And it says, uh... So, do you mind if I have your invitation? Holds up. Well, you see, uh, it's a funny story. Um, I was mugged before I came through. Oh, that's rather unfortunate. Uh, I'm... What, what am I rolling? Uh, roll a dex real quick. Oh, God. Oh, nope, that's charisma. <laughs> that's better. That's a six. That's better. So, yeah, as, as it uh, finishes saying that it's unfortunate, you uh, feel a tug on your feet, and as you look down, you see that some of the floorboards are coming up and trying to, like, bind your feet in place. And uh, the monkey says, uh, If you don't mind, can you just hold still for a moment while I get security? Yeah, I'd rather not. Um, You see some more of the floorboards kind of like lifting and curling up, and the monkey says, I am sorry, but I'm afraid I do have to insist that you wait right here. Where is here? So this wooden monkey, like it already has its big wide monkey grin, but then the grin like turns into a smile. And uh, it says, uh, "While you're you are in the famous ape estate." Actually, you know what? That makes sense. I came from Pete's Primate Palace. Ah, is that where the door leads? I've been wondering about that. Yeah, well, now I got some questions. How badly does the other side affect here? Oh, what do you mean by that? Well, say, if the other side ceased to exist in that location, what happens here? Why, the doorway would be severed, of course. We'd have to find a new door. Oh, so it's just the door? Well, for this place in particular, it's just the door. Oh, well, that's fine, then. Perhaps we'll have a door that leads to somewhere nicer this time of year. Perhaps Sweden. Sweden? Really? Sweden has very temperate summers. I can't say I've ever been, so you know what? It's fine by me. Yes, it's rather nice. A lot better than this humid coastal salt air that keeps wafting in here whenever one of you comes through the door. Well, you know, I am allergic to lobsters, so I'm with you there. And as I'm still, like, dodging the floorboards as <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this. <laughs> now, uh, Mr. Um... Mr. Do you have a name? Hmm. Or are you... Well, that depends. Are you addressing the monkey right now, or are you addressing me? I didn't realize there was a difference, so, uh, you, I guess? Ah, very well. Name's Roger. How are you? I'd be better if I knew where my cousin was. Oh, who's your cousin? Name's Obi. Obi, Obi, Obi. 
Oh, you're the man with the cowl. Oh, I've heard about you. You're a tough little sucker, aren't you? I guess. Um, that depends on what you've heard. Well, I've heard you're bulletproof. Now, I don't think anything's bulletproof, um, so... I'm gonna squint, look at him, through the monkey's eyes. The monkey tilts its head. Don't suppose you're an acquaintance of a fella named Zack, are you? Zack, 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 uh, let's see. Short little putts, wear the hockey mask? Bit of a limp? Has a metal horse, and the horse don't like him. Ah, yes. Yes, 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 I know him. He's, uh, he's a resident here. A resident, huh? Well, yes, all of us are residents here. It's you. Well. So you're saying that OB2 is a resident? Hmm. More or less, yes. Is he a willing resident? Oh, not quite yet, but our boss is working on that. Well, that just won't do. I'm going to try and use the pipe to bust the lock on the door open. <clears throat> Give me a strength check if you're doing this on your own, or a uh, strength power junction if you're using uh, Topaz Cowboy to help out. Oh, no, I'm 100% using Topaz Cowboy. Okay. 14. Oh, nice. That Okay, that's not a crit. So, yeah, you uh, you dodge the floorboards that are reaching up trying to get you. And run up to the door with the uh, chains. And you shove the pipe in between the uh, chains and the door and start trying to, uh, you know, like you start leaning back with Topaz Cowboy trying to pop the lock and you hear a, oh, this is unfortunate. I wouldn't try that if I were you. And as uh, he says that, the chain doesn't disconnect from the door, but it does extend and it pops you right in the mouth with the lock. And uh, as you uh, stumble back, it just snaps right back into place on the door. You see, the ape estate doesn't really like it when people try to break it. Rubs, like, wipes blood off my mouth. Runs, t runs my tongue over my teeth. Still there. Hmm. Who's your boss, Roger? Oh, my boss. Mr. Hare. Have I heard that name before? Have you heard? I do not believe Colton has ever actually heard of uh, Mr. Hare before. Okay. Thinking about it, I don't think uh, any of you have. No, it was just the other chuckle. Yeah, the other chuckleheads. Yeah. Hmm. What do you get out of this, Roger? Oh, you know, just the average, a place to sleep, a place to eat. Whatever amusement I can get out of having a interdimensional mansion. Also, some very fun games of chess. Now, if you don't mind hanging around a little bit, security is almost here. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna... Lovely to meet you, Roger. I'm not hanging around. And I will try and do the same trick again, 
and activate the Wallet Comet to reverse Mirage to Earth. And All just right, let so, it pull me. So yeah, as yeah, as you say your goodbyes to Roger, um, you see some more of the floorboards and some of the molding molding from the walls uh detach and try to grab you, like some very arbory tentacles, and you just launch backwards with all the force of a falling man, go back through the door, and then just wham right into the uh the wall uh, opposite of the uh manager's door in the back of Pete's primate play uh, playhouse Pete's primate palace and as the floorboards and molding are trying to come at you through uh this little door you forced open it does slam shut and the cracks recede, and you are eventually staring back at the manager's office door. Lawrence knows people with connections. I like, I like how it's not, I know a guy, it's Florence knows a guy. <laughs> well, yeah. Flor- I feel like Florence, logically speaking may have heard of a Mr. Hare if he has an interdimensional estate. Mm. So I'm going to ask if Florence knows this name. Hmm. Now, Florence uh, did not actually really believe in the supernatural before all of this happened, so does he? Uh... You can give me a intelligence roll. Well, hasn't oh. like out of character knowledge, hasn't Mr. Hare been announced to see the mayor before? Uh, we will see if Florence knows that. Okay. <laughs> uh big money, no whammies. Oh! Oh! Uh that is a twelve. Okay, that is a twelve on a D twelve. So uh you 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 think back for a moment on uh on the name Mr. Hare and you kind of rescend into your mind palace. I was going to say mind palace <laughs> on the same wavelength. You think back to uh all of those papers that you uh stole from mm-hmm. uh Pete's primate pa- uh palace. Oh oh boy. You do see that the cosigner on one of the uh, papers for the lease was a uh, Mr. Uh, Jero Hare. Mm-hmm. And thinking back on it some more, when you had that little chat with the mayor the other day, before your unfortunate bullet accident. Right, right. Uh, when you were talking with Autumn after your uh, meeting, you did see the name penciled in the mayor's uh, schedule as uh, someone who was supposed to be his next meeting after you when he cleared his schedule. Hmm. And I will go ahead and drop the name in the chat. G-E-R-O H-A-R-E Jero Hare. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Florence is going to respond in the affirmative and kind of relay the, uh, connection with the mayor. Hello? Oh no, did we lose the Nash? 
No, Ash is thinking. Oh, okay, okay. Ash is, Ash is thinking. Ash is thinking um, about Colton thinking. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. So Florence forwarded the text message that was like, Mole's going to burn down. Yes. Right? So that means I have the number of the person who sent it. Uh, yes. Presumably. I shall call the number. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, so you call this number. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear it ringing. Mm-hmm. And then you hear a ringing coming from inside the primate palace. It seems to be coming from back in the restrooms. You know what? I'm not. I'm just going to kick the door to the restroom down. We love it. Okay, so you do that and... Pipe at the... Re- oh no, I left the pipe. Um, you still have a hammer. I still, yeah, hammer at the ready. <laughs> so, yeah, you... Uh, so, yeah, you, you kick in the door to the, the men's room. And looking about, you see... So you you are not... You're not a very, like mechanical devices man correct oh so these these things on the floor you're you're not wanting or like you don't know for a fact that they're pipe bombs but they kind of look like what you might think a pipe bomb would be and like you you have that brief moment of Oh god, did I just set off a bomb? But looking around, they're not really connected to each other or anything nearby. Uh they all seem to have, you know, like pretty analog fuses. And the ringing is coming from one of the stalls and you know, like kind of tilting your head, you do see like the feet of someone uh sitting inside the stall. Gonna kick knock that up the, and no, I'm gonna knock on the door. So you, in like you, an intimate like an intimidation tactic, like knock knock. So yeah, you, you do that and uh you uh you hear clatter and you know like tilting back to see underneath the stall again, you see that whoever's in there has dropped the uh now ringing phone. You done in there, I really need to sh- uh you get no response. Can I still see the feet? Yep. I am going to snap a picture because I'm going to say I've got one of those real bad flip phones that still have like the camera functionality. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the three megapixel camera. Yeah. Um, a real blurry picture of the pipe bombs and send it to Officer Bradley's personal phone with. So, uh, yeah, and then just <laughs> you, you where, in- where it is. Yeah, you immediately receive a text that says, get out of there. If anyone's there, get them out of there. Oh, cool. I've got direction from uh, a cop now. I'm just going to knock yeah. the door down. Okay, 
so you knock the door to the stall down and the the person sitting in this stall uh is in fact Zach Kirkland but oh, little he is he seems to be completely catatonic oh. uh yeah like his his mask his little hockey mask is kind of pushed to the side of his face you see that there is just a massive crack in the side of it and he is just staring off into the distance just is his eye going weird again uh his eyes both seem completely normal. Does he have a gun on him? Uh, not that you see immediately. Okay. Does he have what looks like a fuse or a, a detonator? So, yeah. Yeah, like, if, if you do, like, a light pat-down of him, like, you don't find a detonator per se, but you do find a lighter. I'm gonna take the lighter. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Um, and then I'm just fireman carry his catatonic, slinging him over my shoulder. All and right. I have some words for the goddamn security guard. <laughs> yeah, the so yeah, you you fireman carry uh Zach out of here. Yeah, you you shout at the security guard on your way out, probably directing him. And anyone who's even remotely within earshot of you to get the heck out of here. Yep. And soon enough, like a extremely fast response time, the building is swarming with police. Yeah, it, it takes a second. Every other cop, every cop is like, what the hell has this guy gotten himself into? Yeah. <laughs> the normal police show up first and they're, uh, working on getting anyone who stayed, you know, like didn't hear you to get out of there. Then they're like roping off the, the whole property. And some short amount of time after them, the actual bomb squad shows up. They, uh, they come up to you and say, uh, you said this was in the old pizza joint. The Pete's primate. PPP place, yeah. Men's okay, bathroom. Okay, great. Did you see any other devices in inside of the mall? Did I see any other? De- nope. I only oh. I only went to the to the primate place because I was um. Oh god, I'm gonna lie to police. I was just you know checking it out for construction work. Yeah, he, uh, he looks you up and down and uh, gives a bit of a nod. And he turns to the rest of the bomb squad and starts giving uh, instructions. They seem to split off into a a couple of teams, one team to deal with the actual explosives and another team to uh, comb the building for any more. We'll like jostle Zach a bit and be like, this guy was completely out of it when I got there. Um, I have had run-ins with him before Officer Bradley is aware of that. He's uh, held me hostage in someone else's house. Um, yeah, the, bit uh, of a creep, actually. Yeah, the 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 cop you uh you bring him to because the bomb squad took off immediately after you like answered their questions. But yeah, so the cop you're talking to uh nods and says, "Okay, this 
this guy looks like he's in rough shape. We'll we'll have some paramedics look him over and see if he's uh oof. See if he is uh I don't want to say arrestable, fit to be taken in, we'll say. So yeah, he uh Yeah, he doesn't want yeah, like you guys don't know what's wrong with Zach, so he doesn't want him jostled around too much, so he basically has you wait there while he goes get goes to get the uh, paramedics. And uh, soon enough, uh, you see Officer Bradley uh, make his way over to you. And uh, looks down at Zach and says, uh, this this the guy with the bombs. This is the guy with the bombs. This is the guy with the knife. This is the guy with the gun. Um, this is the stalker. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of things. Okay. You said he had an anima, yeah? Yeah, but um it's kind of weird like the anima doesn't always do what he says and doesn't seem like it seems like he's at war with the anima almost. It's like this big mechanical horse looks like it's made out of an engine almost. weird do you uh do you know the name mr hair uh he stops for a moment and he thinks uh you know i'm going to go ahead and have him make a roll uh four okay he says uh mr hair I can't say I do. Not off the top of my head. I can does look into he, it. Does he seem genuine about that response? Uh, yeah, he, he seems like he's trying to think hard on it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he, he genuinely is giving off the impression that he does not know this name off the top of his head. I I am saying this in a non-accusatory manner. Okay. But my friend who... And I'm like, I've actually dropped my voice now, like, so no one else overhears this. My friend who works at the mayor's office uh, says that Mr. Hare has had meetings with the mayor. And when I went to Mirage, the door here led to Mr. Hare's uh, estate where people are, and I'm doing the air quotes here as well for like mm-hmm. um, things like that for uh, for residents. So yeah, uh, Officer Bradley's going to look around and says... Uh... So these are the residents that we've been looking for. At least one of them is. Um, Obi is, according to the monkey dolman, not a willing resident yet. Uh, Officer Bradley nods and uh, 
about that time, the paramedics come by and he takes a step back as uh, you deposit. Uh, as you deposit Zach onto their little stretcher. And Bradley says, uh, keep your eyes on him. He he's a slippery one. They uh, they give him a nod and. He motions at a couple officers and they uh, they follow the the uh, EMTs as they head back to the ambulance. And Bradley uh, thinks for a moment as he's watching uh, them take uh, Zach away and he says so do you think this Zach fellow or this Mr. Hare Do you believe they were involved with the bombing at the festival? I've got a pretty... Yeah, honestly, I'm fairly convinced. He he nods and says, uh, Okay, I will do everything I can on my end to see about getting... Uh, some eyes on this Mr. Hare. If you do not mind, I would appreciate it if you could come back to the station at some point to file an actual report against Zach. That way we could keep him under lock and key for at least a little while. I mean, didn't I already file one when he, you know, held me hostage in someone's house? Like, that's why you guys came over, right? Because someone was like, hey, this happened. And I said, this happened, and then is that not an official report? He he nods and says, it is, but you have also found him with a ton of bombs. So Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, that's people, true. Yeah, as it turns out, the whole domestic terrorism thing holds a lot more importance to law enforcement than a mugging unfortunately no i'm well aware of that uh colton's just sort of like scratching his head he's like well shit i wasn't there entirely legally i wasn't there illegally necessarily the door was unlocked hmm. um but yeah he's not sure how he's going to uh explain that because presumably they will want to know a construction company name yeah uh yeah uh bradley seems to catch on to that and says uh why why don't you head on home see if uh see if mark has uh has any insight to and he just kind of shrugs the construction of the area. And he, he, he is very subtly and clumsily trying to be like, Hey, just get marked to give you a construction company name. Yeah. I feel like Mark probably has a construction company, honestly, even if it's just, he is. Yeah. He, he definitely has like his own little, Cell phone, uh, like 
handyman repair deal going on. Yeah, cool. Um, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. Um, keep me updated if you can. He'll he'll give you a little nod and say, "Uh, yeah, you too." Yeah, I can do that. Um, and as I, I'll you know, say goodbye, head to the car. Um, as I leave, texting Florence, be like, "Bombs." <laughs> <laughs> uh, series of question marks. Oh my god! Um, I don't... Just I'll just reply with I'll explain when I get there. Picking up food and liquor. <laughs> Do you want anything? <laughs> How can you ask me that after just saying bombs? And yes. <laughs> So so in the time it takes uh, Colton to get food and drive across town, uh, Florence, you you check on the news and sure enough, there is a, a live reporting about uh, bombs being located at the Rabbit Meadow Mall. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reporters are going on how the police aren't having or aren't making any statements at this time. Uh, ongoing investigation, yada, yada. And then, you know, so some of the standard issue journalism uh, injecture of could this be related to the bombing of uh, of the lobster festival on the 15th? And, you know, just a lot of uh, conjecture. Uh, and that that is about it that the news has, like they're just giving a play by play of what's going on. And uh, yeah, sure. Sure enough. uh yeah, Colton was right. There are bombs. Bombs are occurring. Uh, fantastic. Um, great. You'll love to see it. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, he lets Monstrance in on this uh, information. And, uh... Oh, yeah, is Monstrance like... hanging out at uh, Florence's place? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They are hanging out because of this huge storm. They didn't want to be by themselves. Mm-hmm. So, they, uh, uh, yeah. They would be like, oh, at the at the news, for sure. Uh, were you were you around at the time of the explosion? Uh, Monster oh, certainly wait. was. They uh, their stuffed um, shoehorn crab lost its tail. Yes, my stuffed short. Yes, I was because my stuffed uh, horseshoe crab lost its tail. Oh, tragic. Um, yes. Well, uh, seems like they've got a. A good lead on it now. Oh. For the person that blew off the butt of a horseshoe crab? Uh, well, yes. Yes, uh, that, that would not be an incorrect statement. Um, 
uh, uh, Colton's on his way. Uh, he he uh, appears to have been the one to discover this. Oh, goodness. We should have gone with him. Discover what? Uh, bombs. Oh. Big booming yeah. things, yes. Yeah, he's like gesturing at the uh the the TV station like eh. <laughs> oh. And I was fully mm-hmm. expecting the two of you to like follow him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like went home. We were like just straight chilling. Yeah. Love Monstrance, it. Monstrance, I have to say, like the entire time Monstrance has been in your presence, they have absolutely not touched the floor, been sitting on top of furniture, anything mm. to not touch the floor. But at the news, they kind of slowly un un like get themselves off of whatever high place they have placed themselves in, like carefully kind of climbing down, be like, oh, TV. <laughs> yeah, we could have been watching the TV the whole time. I don't know why why only now this is this is occurring. <laughs> well, we haven't really we haven't really discussed what we've been doing since Colton's been gone. Yeah. So I guess probably now would be a good time. So what have we been doing since Colton's been gone? What is Florence doing? Well, Florence uh first he got home and he draped himself across a lounge chair, and he enjoyed the fact that he's home. Uh, no longer went, in the hospital. No longer in the hospital. Went to inspect the job that Colton has been doing in uh, the upkeep of his house. Uh, it's nice. He's fixed anything that might have been broken. You know, okay. the taps don't stick anymore. Okay. The fridge isn't leaking. Mm-hmm. So he he finds it satisfactory. Uh, the making the bed he could have done a little bit of a better job, but you know, uh, there's always room for improvement. Um, <laughs> and uh, after that, he just kind of tries to make a make the house hospitable for monstrance and to alleviate their anxiety about the storm. Uh, kind of give them if they need anything like to distract them uh, uh, from from the storm outside. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What would distract monsters from a storm? I assume the storm is like thunder, lightning. Uh, it's, it's the window of the works, correct? Yeah. It, it's uh, it's starting to pour. Mm. Pour down. I guess monster to be kind of a bit fixed at the window for a while. But more like in a nervous way. Uh, they wouldn't be able to bring themselves away from the window too easily. Mm-hmm. So, like, definitely distractions definitely kind of work from getting them out of this, like, fearful little trance. And maybe, even though... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to suggest that maybe uh, Florence began to show off his own, like, knickknacks and baubles oh he likes for oh excuse me monsters does like knickknacks and baubles yeah <laughs> yeah oh they would be so enthralled 
They'd be like, can you show me the knickknacks and baubles? Oh, well, of course. That's half of the reason that I have them. To show them off and feel uh, and feel the impressed that is radiating from my guest. Oh. What did you have before you had all your knickknacks and baubles? Well, oh. <laughs> I've always been collecting little things. He had more money before then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's absolutely true. Uh, this his hobbies are so expensive. Um, but what did I? I've always just sort of had a gravitation towards the fantastic and uh, unique. Oh, they kind of. So I assume Florence has a really big house, correct? Yes. Is very it? extravagant, very high yes. class, high end. Uh, I remember you saying that a uh, Victorian up, 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 up. house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Victorian houses do have smaller rooms than, uh, but they are very uh, fancy. They, they are can very be fancy. Extremely. I was picturing like a Victorian townhouse, so narrow but tall. Yeah. Tall and. Like, I live in a Victorian home, and it's, like, 20-foot ceilings with, like, the shiplap if you don't have them, like, unexposed, you know, that mm -hmm. type of stuff. Very, very nice. So, yes. with, they would definitely feel at home with, like, this Gothic kind of Victorian-era feel, but mm -hmm. similar to their own 20th century, uh, you know, Victorian wilds and their own wants in their own uh, apartment they would definitely like when they first walk in they're like "Ooh, ah but they know better than to touch in someone else's home mm -hmm. and so they keep their hands to themselves but they are very much tempted to pick things up and look at them closer but they don't and they are also when you mentioned the bits and baubles again they're like oh yes yes please i would like to see more of them. And as you kind of show them off, uh, they look at you and they say, did your parents get you into looking at bits and baubles and things? Oh, well, uh, I feel like they influenced it, but they were never as enthralled by these things as I was. Do you live here by yourself? I do such a big place you might get lonely oh i i mean i suppose so but uh, uh i keep myself quite busy with what oh with my job and uh trying to keep the character and charm of our city here uh, I spend plenty of time out and about town and uh, doing various things for the so-called weird town. I think it's absolutely charming. I like it, too. Well, a little... I'm so glad. 
least a little bit. I I have places I'd like to go back to. Oh, you do? Yes. Where do you go? Well, I'd like to go back to my lighthouse. Ah, okay. Uh, do you know where it is? No, I bet you I could find it. I'm certain that we could go looking for it at some point. Yes. You see, my parents are there and they're waiting for me there. I need to go back. Oh. Um, that that's, that's certainly a compelling reason. Yes. Um. <laughs> they took me away and, and put me here, but I have every intention of going back and Things can just be the way they were before. Aha. All right. Um, Can I get you a cup of tea? (laughs) I would love a cup of tea. Let me go put uh, a pot on. (laughs) So, so... Once again, somebody nervously extracts themselves from uh, from this conversation. Yeah, yeah, from monstrance <laughs> sharing their trauma. And yes. uh, soon enough, uh, Colton has come back with uh, with some food while Florence finishes up with uh, with his tea. And I will go ahead and say that all three of you guys are uh, now in a. Uh, in Florence's house. Florence's house. Mm-hmm. I definitely bought, like, Popeyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll okay. do. And it's a case they, of, uh, Monstrance oh, is so happy to see Colton in one piece. Mm-hmm. You're like, Colton! And they, like, hold, like, they take your hand for a moment and, like, observe your little fingers. They say, you got all five of your piggies left. What about this one over here? And they check your other hand. I wasn't hurt. I know, but I heard that they were bombs or something. Oh, yeah. Well, they weren't lit or uh, detonated. Oh. So, definitely not a thousand little pieces. Absolutely not. Good. I don't want Colton in a thousand little pieces. I would prefer to stay in uh, one piece myself as well. Me too. And I they grin like that. extremely big. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, he, he, he is he's making us tea and he was showing me bits and things around the house. Bits and baubles. Bits and baubles, yes. Yeah, he's like calling over from the kitchen. <laughs> He has so many bits and baubles. I don't think I can cut them all in my hands. Well, I I don't think you need to carry all of them at once. No, I said count. Count. Oh, count. On my fingers. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Well, I guess... And he kind of like looks over his, over his shoulder at the, you know, absence of... Uh, of, of Florence, and he whispers, he says, asks Colton, he says, 
Why does he have so many baubles and bits and things? Because he likes to decorate. Oh. I guess. Oh, I see, I see. And they they kind of like gently kind of arrange a little bit of a bo- a, a bobble nearby. <laughs> they kind of like move it a little bit as if to correct some sort of decorating mistake. Mm-hmm. They're like, I, I get it. it now. I get it. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the monstrance kind of goes back into their youthful quietness again. Mm-hmm. So with everybody back in uh, collected at Florence's house, would you all like to discuss your next courses of actions? That would probably be uh, wise, yes. So uh, Florence will like gather everyone in the breakfast nook so that so that they can have a, a serious conversation. And serious conversation eyes. in the breakfast nook. Yes. If this wasn't in like a Victorian house, this would be so depressing. <laughs> We're just sitting by the window in a thunderstorm eating Popeyes. That sounds like a great afternoon. That's what I want Actually, to do. Actually, yeah. Afternoon. Yeah, I, I take back my statement. Put some music on, watch a movie, pretend you're family members lost at sea for so not monsters. <laughs> for whom oh, it's they're... actually true. <laughs> oh, they're not lost. We know exactly where they are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In a shallow grave. Not shallow. Mm, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like Colton and Florence both have that side eye of, yeah, this kid's parents are definitely dead Super yeah dead. and just kind of like psychically communicating over sips of tea <laughs> i don't like, think he's processed that i don't think they've processed that yet. yeah just uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> poor poor florence and colton they're they're stuck with monstrance like this yeah like yeah <laughs> Well, that's the they, joy of a planning session. You can put those traumas away for later. Yeah, Florence has been like slyly tech, like googling therapists, <laughs> just like on his phone. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. Has so it's mentioned their therapist though? Yes. Uh, yeah. Monsters does see a therapist, but it's, I mean, it's going okay. It, obviously, <laughs> there's shit to still work on. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's all okay. right. So uh, Florence folds his hands on the table and says, all right, we've, we've uncovered this bomb problem. Yeah, uh, it was Zach. Well, uh, what? <laughs> It was Zach. Okay. All right. You, you know the the guy that's been harassing us. Yes. But I called the phone number and he went weird. Uh, but uh, okay. So, as from what you've described of the scene, uh, Zach was unconscious when you got there. Not unconscious, just not with it. Yeah, do you think that that only happened when you called the phone number, or do you think that Zach had been 
catatonic before then? I don't know. I didn't hear anything when I went in, so he didn't the, the phone didn't fall to the floor until after I knocked on the door when it started ringing. So it could have been positioned on his lap or something. The vibration knocked it down. Maybe. But I'm just saying that if somebody wanted to take both of you out, uh, this sort of trap would be a good way to do it. That does make sense. It's it's strange. He he seemed in distress when he had texted us uh, that message I sent. So it stands to reason that perhaps he was kidnapped himself and... Uh, okay, but like, I don't think he's distressed. I think he enjoys doing this. Well, I... It, it could be uh, perhaps something went sour. I don't... This does not look like he's working alone. No, he's working with and, um, Mr. Hare. Yes. I went in and it's like this weird mansion with monkeys everywhere and it, it's alive. Mm, yes. I was talking to um, I guess you could call it a butler attached to the wall. I don't know. His name was Roger. He was a monkey. And Charming. he said that Zach Kirkland was a resident of the Ape Estate. And Obi was not a willing resident yet. But the estate was owned or managed or something by a Mr. Jero Hare. And the the connection with the mayor does worry me. I, I, I don't feel very confident about that. Um, but could it be that Mr. Hare has decided to uh, use Zack to try and lure us out. I, I, I imagine that we've been a bit of a, a problem that has emerged. Yeah, I mean, maybe. What, what do you think that happened? I think that it's less that we're a problem and more that we keep stumbling onto things that we shouldn't be stumbling onto. Well, yes, I'd say that that is a problem. Yeah, but I don't think... I don't think we're important enough to actually be anything more than a nuisance. If we were anything more than a nuisance, then this Mr. Hare would deal with us directly. And I get the feeling that if he wanted to, he could. Okay, then 
what are some other reasons that he might have uh, rigged that particular place to explode? Well, if the so if the building's gone, then the door is also gone. Mm. And then a, a, that door then leads somewhere else. I see. Do you think he's trying to relocate then? Apparently they'd like it to go to Sweden. Ah. Uh, that's... That's certainly out of nowhere, but I'll I'll accept it. Um, Monstrance, how's your chicken? Very good, thank you. All right. Do you um? What do you think? Do you are you worried about it, all of this? I mean, yes. I am. Stretch of silence. Yeah, just a stretch <laughs> of silence. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, do you think... Wait a minute. Do you think that was the impetus for the first explosion? To destroy a door and relocate. Maybe, but there are easier ways to do that than actually just blowing something up. And I imagine that if he wanted to do that, he could have picked a better time than during the middle of a festival. So I think maybe it is about... I mean, the, the cops called it domestic terrorism. Hmm. And that's not something I want to particularly think about, but I don't understand why they're taking people. Yes. Uh, perhaps it's uh, uh, some sort of, of, of uh, resource, like uh, to try and get people with anima. But I don't think Obi has an anima. Well, I didn't think I had an anima until, you know, recently. Yeah, but... But what, but what for? I I don't know. Exactly. Like, when I walked in, they asked for an invitation. So some people are getting invitations to go to this place. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should try to get an invitation. We could try. I uh, think maybe we need to... Do, I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna... I think... I think we need to talk to Shauna, because she's the only one who knows about this stuff that we know. Let me... Here's a... Here's a different option. I think that we should contacts uh mick summers uh, they... i'm going to raise their hand a little bit yes monstrance i'm sorry i got distracted by the chicken but did you mention uh jero 
Jero Hare, Mr. Hare, yes. Yeah. I've seen him before. Recently. What? Where? He gave me my father's ring back. What? In the graveyard. Okay. Um. <clears throat> yeah, see, this is why I want to talk to Shauna, because I want to know if we need to be worried about this guy. Because, I don't maybe Zach just went rogue. Maybe he really is just a complete, um... Psychopath. Like, okay. Okay. Just. Um, uh, uh, oh. I do. I do think talking to Mick Summers is a good idea because they can tell us a bit more about maybe what the mayor and Mister Hare are talking about. Yes. Uh, and but uh, that might uh, be an avenue to get a invitation. I was thinking more maybe if this guy's dangerous, and I think he is. Maybe Shauna knows someone or something because, like, this is the thing, right? There's so many of us that have these anima. There's a whole other world of animas that make deals and talk to humans and things like that. There has to be, like, a, a body or an entity, like a regulatory body or a society or a club. You know, there's got to be oh. somewhere uh, where we can get information so that we're not walking headfirst into danger and getting shot at and killed again. Shauna did out. mention, yes, actually, uh, Shauna mentioned or at least alluded to some sort of uh, uh, some sort of group or uh, it, it, it seemed kind of Illuminati. What, whatever she was talking about, uh, some sort of, of 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 secret shady cabal that she's afraid to mention, and oh, okay, but like what we do is a secret shady whatever thing. If I'm talking to a giant yellow minotaur next to someone who doesn't have one of them, I just look crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, did Shauna give the? location for the uh the the secondhand shop uh yeah it doesn't take uh too hard to like search it out like okay yeah norman blah, blah. norman and pawn shop pretty much brings you to uh the nqa uh pawn shop mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a a well enough known place uh mm -hmm. you do know the the rumors of the NQA standing for uh, no questions asked, but mm -hmm. officially it is for Norman uh, Quincy Ackles, the the owner. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Florence is going to say, when Shauna was considering taking a vacation, she mentioned a different contact that we could investigate. Uh, Norman Atkins, apparently. Um, that that could be somebody that we can talk to, but she indicated that he was not extremely trustworthy. I don't really care if people are trustworthy. If we if we know they're not trustworthy, it's it's like 
It's like your neighbor who's always coming over and asking for the sugar. You know they're only asking for the sugar because they want to get, you know, the gossip and maybe steal a couple of silverware. Mm. But if you know that that's why they're coming over asking for the sugar, you can just hide silverware. Uh, I I see your point. So we've got a couple of options. Just it depends on what we want to tackle first. Shauna is the most trustworthy of the three people that we could contact at this point. But Shauna also, I don't think Shauna wants anything to do with us. And I think if we say, hey, you know, Mr. Hare, and it turns out that he's not a good person, then we don't have that contact. That door is shut to our face permanently. And I like Shauna. She seems nice. Yes, and it would make my job particularly annoying since I work with her and uh, get a lot of paperwork for the upkeep of her shop. So do you think that we should go then to uh, our our second uh, source, the NQA pawn shop? I think that would be worth it, yeah. All right. Oh. Florence is going to get out his phone and, like, look up if there's hours of operation and, like, a phone number. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a overnight uh, pawn shop. Like, mm-hmm. it opens at about 6 p.m. and closes at about 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, what uh, t- oh, what sorry. that? What time is it now? Um, I will say that, uh, that if it's not already six, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it, it's starting to get into evening time. And, yeah. uh, yeah, 100% the, you can find a, uh, a phone number. You want me to call him? I mean, do we call or do we just want to go? Uh, I, uh, Monstrance, would you be all right with going? Going where? Uh, to the pawn shop. Pawn shop? Yes. Yes. I don't know what that is, but yes. Uh, even though it's raining? They kind of go quiet and they say, a little bit hesitantly, and they go, yes. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I guess we can head off then. All right. You want me to drive? Yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Okay, so we have been going for about three hours, so if you guys... Um, want to call it there we can if you want to go for a little bit longer uh i can continue on this uh this crazy train of nonsense i mean uh, i don't have any way to be i'm happy to stick with the crazy train but i think it's pretty late for you guys yeah it's a little after 10 for matt yeah 
I've been up for a while. I think I think I might uh I I vote kind of pausing it there for now. Okay, I gotta yep. take care. I gotta okay. take care of my puppy dogs too. Yeah. 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 Okay, so a lot of information has been found out this session. You guys are on your way to the pawn shop to try and get some more. And uh, Colton almost got blown up after almost. being assaulted by a building. Almost, but didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just realized Colton has some weird bragging rights now. Just like, yeah, no, I've I've been punched by a building. What have you done today? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I... Uh, so I... Okay, I, I told you guys before that like I only wrote down some sparse notes because even though it has been about a month or over a month since we last recorded these chuckleheads, I wrote nothing down. <laughs> we managed to actually not get through every like random piece of notes I, I wrote down. So yay. Yeah. I get to save yay. stuff for next time. Oh boy. Hooray. Oh boy. Did you guys have fun? <laughs> yay. Absolutely. Always. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right, and I believe for future references, relics do not cost uh, anima points to use. We just use okay. it that one time because you were trying to brute force your way into Mirage. Um, yeah, relics typically... Okay, let's see. Uh... Yes, yes. They just have an effect that you can activate. This is Colton being like, how do I break everything in Mirage? Yeah, yeah this is Colton <laughs> sit sitting there holding a hammer being like, how can I hack up the rules again? <laughs> it's like, this man's jerry-rigging Mirage. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I, th I feel like that's the beauty of when you go into something and you're like, well, I don't know anything about this. I don't know the customs or the rules or things like that. So I'll just I'll just wing do it. what I do. Yeah, I'll just do stuff until I can't. <laughs> Honestly, that's my favorite thing of playing a new system, because it's like you don't know what you can and can't do or what you're expected to be able to do. And then you get ridiculous things like in Dimension 20, where they used a, an elf as a balloon. Yeah. yeah, Dimension 20 is... I love it. It's... Brennan Lee Mulligan has a really chaotic energy that I can't vibe with for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. But I love what he creates. Yeah, it, it it his stuff is buck wild. Yeah. I I don't know if I was in a, a campaign with that level of chaotic DM energy if I'd be able to, like, keep up. Like, that would be my worry. <laughs> Yeah, same. But yeah, well, watching him and his chuckleheads do their ridiculous things and technically not breaking the rules is fantastic to listen to. I mean, the other fun part of that is it's fun to break the rules if you break the rules in a measured way. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to Portsmouth Zodiac, a bacon-flavored podcast 
If you would like to keep up with our adventures and be alerted to new episodes, don't forget to follow us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Apple Podcasts. Also, feel free to follow our social medias at bacon underscore podcasts on Twitter, bacon flavored podcasts on Instagram and TikTok, and our Portsmouth Zodiac page on Facebook. If you would like to support us and our editor Selfie, you can at patreon.com slash crimsbacon. Supporting us this way will also get you a shout-out at the top of our next session, and at higher tiers, you will even be able to name a person, place, or thing to show up in future episodes. Again, thank you for listening, and have a nice day. We end the thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Selfie has the outro. He knows what to do. Okay. Okay. Oh, man, it's been a really eventful day for playing games. Holy sh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Uh, I I love the polar opposite of Ash's characters that he has played today. <laughs> right? Oh my god! Yeah. So, J- Julian, I'm not sure if you know about what's going on, but it's been quite eventful day with stuff. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I oh. wasn't told about uh the previous campaign. Yeah, I, I've told you that uh, that the campaign that we were doing today was uh, mobsters. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, a- Ash's character was just a little gremlin. Oh, boy. Playing a tiefling arcane trickster named Mischief. Like, I'm gonna get up to Mischief. His first interaction was the party. What with the party was to steal. <laughs> I'm a yes. Contractually obligated to. To be fair, I did message Nico. I was like, hey... How do you feel about this? And they were like, "Yeah, go for it." Hey, how do you <laughs> how do you feel about something hilarious? Yeah, literally, I was like, "This could go <laughs> so bad," but I'm if you're down, I'm down. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Let's see where where are my notes because there are some choice notes. <laughs> and also, oh my god, the the head kind of quest giver, I suppose, of this whole campaign. Uh, Mischief decided to be a great idea to just straight up flirt in front of everybody. <laughs> well, a- like, after he draped himself over him like some kind of Afghan. <laughs> well, yes. my my, because my thinking there was we talked about like in DMs and stuff, Hullabaloo and Mischief having that back and forth consistently because Mischief yes. would like break into his office and like sometimes dance and it's a yes. whole thing. So it's like, yeah. yeah, I'll just go with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's but like, yeah. oh, oh, the, it's the, real. It's happening. <laughs> the session uh, started with one of our fan favorite characters from our other campaign being straight up shot by a waifu. <laughs> Legit. Wow. Uh, let's see. Um, our bard decided it was a good idea to drop 25 feet and broke both of her legs. Oof. But you see, I helped. I reminded everyone that falling damage was a D10. So Matt rolled an 11. Turns out that was wrong. It was a D6. So Matt re-rolled and got 12. Oh, boy. (laughs) Being very helpful. So helpful. So helpful. And then, of course, there's the uh, feelings of looking through the office and going across the street and, like, this whole, like, basically underground place. Yeah, like awesome. imagine imagine if the Underdark was combined with a Feywild and a Speakeasy. And that's where we're at. And neon lights everywhere. <laughs>
uh let's see what else was there um oh yeah we're looking for our employer's uh briefcase which may or may not contain a nuclear device all right yeah we're told it's just gonna be very bad if someone opens it all right also there's just a dude running around biting people that's all hey, it, it that i feel like that's just like <laughs> if this was new york no one would blink yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough recently he has this Someone has bitten a child. <laughs> bitten a child, bitten a bar patron, um, aimed a gun at a prostitute. Like he he has had an eventful week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're oh, probably gonna curb stomp him when we find probably. him. Probably. Hold on. Let me show you said prostitute because she's very pretty and I'm really Yeah, proud she's of very her. cool. Okay. Her name Miss is just knows way too much about too many people. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's hilarious because everyone has secrets that they're drip feeding and my guy Dan is just over here like, yeah, I'll tell anyone anything. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So there's a system in place where everyone knows a secret that they can choose whether or not to disclose. And it's like some sort of uh, it's a Ooh. I know, she's very pretty. She's like a a whooping crane uh, bird person. Cool. She's, she's a little dancer, but yeah. She's also a trained psychiatrist or therapist, yeah. rather. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, therapist. Yeah, she's just she's just banned from working in the city. Yes. Because the mayor is a racist. He is. He's a magic racist. <laughs> All magic outlawed. We're gonna curb stomp him too. He's also what I would describe as a hypocrite. Oh yeah. Totally. As I said, mischief mischief knows things. Yes. He knows things. He knows things. things. God. Big things. Holy sh everyone. Just a piece. Everyone gets like there's a big fat pie of the story. Everyone got a fat slice. You know what I mean? Yeah. 